Well, it is a Yes All Grill Women Rock Wednesday here on RWRC Radio. Well, Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies. Miss Lisa got a double shot. She's a big fan of this song, so got you covered, Miss Lisa. I hope you're uh, enjoying your day out there in Northeast Arkansas. Hope everyone else is as well. Uh, I'd say stay dry, but I'm not really sure that that's even possible at this moment. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, you know, we've been saying all along we needed we needed some rain. I don't think this is what we meant. <laughs> Well, just look at the natural weather uh, service radar out of uh, Memphis and Little Rock. Uh, that line of showers that came through this morning, pretty much pushing out of the state. But now another big line of showers pushing into the western side of the state. But it's going to be several hours before he gets over this part of the state. So if you got things to do for the next couple of hours, I would say go do it. Because by early afternoon, mid-afternoon, uh, the rain has moved, will be moving back in. But uh, as I said earlier in the weather forecast, hopefully by tomorrow night, Friday morning at the earliest, most of this rain will be out of here and uh, cooler and drier weather will be moving in. Uh, I'm down. So so is it just rain this afternoon? Yeah, yeah. No No, storms, nothing severe? Well, not supposed to be. I'm asking because I got to go to Little Rock and back. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like yesterday. Not supposed to be. And then I noticed that we had a couple of tornado warnings yesterday afternoon. I thought, geez, you know, but they weren't in this area. But uh, you know, all that rain was moving this way, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go again. But uh, but no, by the weekend it's going to be dry, less humidity. Uh, like I said, 80s during the day, 60s at night, and then next week. 70s and 50s so i think everybody can live with that i can dig it 70s and 50s and i know the farmers you know they want the rain you know they needed the rain but now they're like they okay. need it turned off yeah yeah because they, they it's time to get in the field start start cutting no doubt back in action hotline 870-330-0927 quality farm supply text line 870 870- 372-RWRC, that is 7972. And, of course, as always, you can reach us all across that bright and very, very shiny, freshly vacuumed rhino car wash, social media sideline, Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook on this Yes Dog Grill Women Rock Wednesday. Well, let's get into today's Calmer Solutions hot topic of the day before we're joined by quarterback Logan Bonner on the Back in Action Hotline coming up at 1040. Here we go. Time now for the Calmer Solutions Hot Topic of the Day. Calmer Solutions 1805 Executive Drive is the new location. Business owners, there's no reason to hire an IT department. Just call Calmer Solutions at 870-336-2169 or find them on the web at calmersolutions.com. Time now for the Hot Topic of the Day. All righty, your Calmer Solutions hot topic of the day today on this Yes Dog Grill Women Rock Wednesday goes a little something like this. Should there be an asterisk placed on this 2020 college football season? That is the question. You have so many people talking about, well, you got four conferences that aren't playing. You got players that are opting out. Yada, yada, yada. To me, it is what it is. Like, in in my opinion, it purely is what it is. 
you know, the the teams that play and whatever they win, whatever. I mean, we have people that are out there, Walls, talking about there should be an asterisk placed on not just the season, not just the national champion, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. The Doak Walker Award winner. All, all I mean, those, they yeah. want all the awards and all those prestigious accolades to well, have asterisks on them. I've, I've said before, I, I said, you know, all these these award ceremonies, you know, majority of them are set up for Walt Disney World in December, that week of going into the Heisman Trophy, you know, on, on that Saturday. And um, so are, are you going to have, a, like, another set of those for the spring football? Because if you think about it uh, – you know, you got four conferences right now saying that they're gonna they're gonna play in the spring, and and the other thing too is, you know, they're saying, well, you know, are they gonna have the same type of setup for the fall in the spring where they'll have a uh, college football playoff and a championship game for those four conferences that are playing in in the spring. You know, I don't know. I, I you know, nobody knows the, the the answer to that question. Listen, in my opinion, there should be no asterisk. The conferences and the teams that opted out, that was their decision. The student athletes that opted out, that was their decision. That should not bear have any bearing whatsoever on the teams, the conferences, the student athletes that chose to play. But but here's my thing with those teams that are going to play in the spring. They're, those teams are going to be a shell of themselves because if, if if you are projected to be a high draft pick, I just don't see those players playing in the spring. They're getting ready for 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 you know the combine and the draft. Well, as my opinion. promised, we'll get ready now to head to the back in action hotline and talk to the starting quarterback of the Arkansas State Red Wolves, Mister Logan Bonner. What up, dude? How we doing? Man, not too shabby. I, I need to ask you how you're doing. I mean, it's Wednesday, game day on Saturday at Memphis, national TV on primetime ESPN. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited. I'm ready to go. Been a long time coming. Uh, I feel like this year has been extremely long, um, longer than most. Um, and I think we're really excited to, and ready to roll. Okay, so <laughs> I got to ask you, Logan, uh, this is the ultimate twilight zone that we've been in in this world. I mean, for you to, to finally get your shot a year ago and uh, come out on fire, 10 TDs, one interception, everything looked wonderful, then the injury happens, then surgery, then rehab, then working yourself back, and then boom, pandemic. Try to try to let the listening and viewing family out there kind of know what has went through the mind of quarterback Logan Bonner from uh, the highest of highs when you when you started the season uh, against SMU here at home to the lowest of lows of the injury and the rehab to okay I'm ready to roll we're in spring football pandemic hits tell everybody how that worked for you yeah I think it just started from I mean obviously. As soon as Coach Anderson told me my season was over, um, I knew right then, that night, all right, next goal is rehab or surgery, then rehab, and then just try to continue to learn. And then I did that. Um, it was a long season, um, and I helped everywhere I, where I could. And then um, off-season came, went home for a couple weeks during Christmas break and um, continued to do some rehab and then got my mindset for spring ball. And then 
did everything I could for spring ball, be ready. And then spring ball got cut a little short and then the world started going to chaos. Um, I went home for a couple months because everything was shut down. Um, back where I was living at, it was pretty much you could go get groceries and gas, and that was about it. Um, so uh, when I just helped around the house, uh, helped my dad with his landscape company when he was uh, working, and then still studying ball, and then ready to come back to school. And then um, this whole summer when I was here, we were just working out every day and and just hoping we get a season. And so I think it's just been a long, long road of just mentally just saying, hey, it's it's going to be worth it, it's going to be worth it. And then even when the whole country is saying that you can't play, um, you still got to keep telling yourself, hey, man, it's going to it's gonna come, it's going to come, it's come, and then now it's finally here. Logan, I always want to joke with you, but I want to say, hey, I'm open. I'm always open. Throw the ball to me. I'm always open. You know, we, we <laughs> joked about that before. But just talk about, I, I mean – that that core of receivers you have, but you know one of the things, and we talked about this in some of the interviews after 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 practice and talking to the other players. You know, I mean, you've got a great core of, of, of receivers, but one name that just keeps popping up over and over again, and every time I go out to the practice, uh, this this kid he just he impresses me. But Corey Rucker, I mean, talk about Corey Rucker mm-hmm. as a freshman. Yeah, he came in here, and we knew he was very skilled. And, I'm, and as soon as we normally get commitments at receiver or running back or anything on the offensive side of the ball, I normally, I normally the first thing I do is check out the huddle, um, see see him if I don't know him. And then as soon as I turned on his huddle from high school, I knew, was like, oh, this kid can play. And then, so we got him here in workouts um, in the summer um, when they got here. And we start, I started throwing with him, and I could tell from instantly that he had – Great ball skills, um, just natural route running ability, um, and I think that he you could tell that he was really excited to be here and he could he could make plays uh, just going out there throwing routes on air. And so when we got to camp, you really sh- see that he had great ball skills, like we knew he had, and um, really natural route uh, running ability. And I think it really shows um, how he doesn't look like a freshman. Um, a lot of a lot of freshmen don't look like that um, or are making plays like they were in fall camp. So I think that he's got a lot of confidence right now. He's still learning, um, and he's going to continue to be learning all season. But I think he gives us a great chance when he's on the field um, to not have a drop-off at all. Um, and I think that's really so confidence in, in all the guys on offense that he can make plays. And it, it really helps the, the, the wideout group um, feed off that. When he makes a play, everybody – Everybody loves it, and so that encourages them to go make plays, and it just kind of feeds the whole group. Well, and I'll say this, Logan. Uh, he has big shoes to fill because uh, as a freshman, mm-hmm. to come in and, and don that number seven, yes, that's almost yeah. asking for it. <laughs> that's yeah. almost asking for it. Omar Bayless uh, made that number look really, really good a year ago, and I think it, I think it says a lot too, uh, Logan, to have a freshman come into a group that is as talented as that group is and still be able mm-hmm. to make a name for himself because there, there's no doubt that that group is arguably the most talented group uh, on the team. And here's a freshman yeah, making absolutely. his name and forcing himself to get on that field. Yeah, absolutely. It, it speaks volumes of his 
his character and, and how he works and his natural ability um, as a receiver. And I think that he, he's, he's, he's loving it. He's, he's learning. Um, he comes to practice every day, he's smiling, and he really helps um, that whole group just have fun and, um, and be productive. You know, a, a, another receiver, and, and, you know, I know you're a Cowboys fan like I am, and I always talk about, you know, back back in the heyday with the oh, Cowboys. Oh, here we go. No, but here no, but no listen. But 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 you know, to, to me, you know, the one guy that that Troy Aikman always checked down to that you knew it was third and four, third and five, third and six, whatever it was. Jay Nocheck. You know, you knew where he was mm-hmm. going to go. To me, talk about how important Brandon Bowling is to this office into you because it seems like when you, when we need five or six yards. You, you you always go to him and and he's he always gets it he always keeps the chains moving. Yeah, I mean that's my roommate. We've been roommates since we were freshmen, um, so we've been roommates all all these years. And um, he just he just his football IQ is very high. Um, he's a great route runner. Um, he's very quick in and out of his cuts and breaks. And I think the main thing is he's so reliable in the fact that when like you said when we need to play or um, we need a big catch. He's he's always there. He's always making those big catches when we need to, or moving the chains. Um, and he's just smart. I mean, he sees a hole in defense. Um, he he just sits down. He's very smart when he comes to football IQ. And I think that really makes him a great player with his speed and athletic ability. And I think overall, it just makes him a very reliable receiver all the time. And I think that over the years, we've built trust in our relationship, and then also just just knowing him since freshman year. I mean, we're very close, and I think that he's done a really good job. And he's probably um, – he's definitely one of the most reliable receivers we have on this uh, team right now. Well, his hands are pretty uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Brandon Bowling yeah. does not drop anything. Does he tell you that, by the way? Do, do you guys talk about that, being roommates and all? Like, hey, dude, get it to me. I don't drop anything. Magic hands? Yeah, uh, we actually – we actually – we we always joke about how I overthrew him in the the SMU game that post, um, and I always mess with him. Um, if he ran a little faster, he would have got it. But it was definitely <laughs> a bad bad ball by me. Um, but we joke about that. But no, he's he's really never really dropped anything in the game. Um, obviously, you saw in his really his breakout game was SMU um, when Kirk went down. He had um, the 10, 10, 11 catches. Yep. I don't remember what the catch was, but um, he had a breakout game, and he, he had made a lot of contested catches. Um, so I really built a lot of trust. The trust really went up from after that game, and I think that he's done a really good job. But, yeah, he tells me all the time that, hey, just, just give me a chance or, or I'll make the play. And uh, I believe him. I mean, he's done it time in and time out. Um, so he's given me no reason not to trust him. Well, I will say this in the Camellia Bowl. He made several key catches to keep, keep, mm-hmm. keep the uh, – Offense on the field, move the chains. And I remember there was one uh, series there where we're kind of stalling out there. And it's like, man, we, we need we need to move the chains. We need to score. But mainly the big thing was just we need to keep their offense off the field. And I forgot what it was. It was third and something. And uh, uh, he made a big catch over his shoulders. And, uh, and we got the first down and, and kept the offense on the field. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think we ended up scoring on that series. But I think that was kind of we the did. turning point in the Camellia Bowl when he made that, that incredible catch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it was raining and it was a tough, it was just a tough atmosphere. It was cold, wet. Um, it's hard to catch a ball, especially when it's over the shoulder um, in the rain. So he's just a great, great athlete, great teammate. And he, it really shows on the field the way he plays. We're joined by starting quarterback Logan Bonner of Arkansas State University here on the Back in Action Hotline. Logan, this is, uh, you know, obviously when spring got cut short, you go home, you come back, and I, I want to know from you, what was it like when Coach Blake Anderson confirmed to you as well as the rest of the team that that the Sunbelt Conference and you guys as a team would in fact be playing this season because there was a ton of doubt and you guys were basically asked – to go out, get in fall camp, and we all know how hard fall camp is, and go through all of those workouts, all this preparation, without knowing whether or not you were going to play or not. What was it like when Coach Anderson confirmed to you guys that, in fact, you were going to have a season? Oh, it was great. I mean, when he told us when all this stuff was happening with the the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and all these other schools and the Big 12, and um, we were just – I mean – the only thing you could do was have hope and do your job and get ready. Um, we knew we weren't going to, if we did have a season, we knew that we weren't going to just um, sit around and not be ready for Memphis. We knew we had to work work to get, get there, and we're still working um, here before a few days before the game. Um, but we knew we had to do that no matter what. Even if we didn't have a season, we knew we'd be ready. Um, and it's hard. It's tough. Uh, there's a lot of – there's ball camp is very hard. And it's very taxing on your body mentally, um, and it's long, um, and it's things you sometimes you don't want to do, but you have to do it to get ready for the season. And so it was a little tough at the beginning, um, not knowing if we were having the season or not, because um, some guys were thinking, "Hey, are we doing this for nothing?" And you just got to keep telling them, "No, we're not doing this for nothing. We're going to play." And you just had to have hope. I mean, we couldn't control anything that happened, if they were going to play or not. All we could control was our practice one day at a time and and getting better. And if there was a season, which there is, um, we were going to be ready for it. You know, Logan, a lot has been made, and you've heard all of this. You've, I'm sure, seen all of it. But a lot has been made about the, quote, quarterback competition between yourself and Lane Hatcher. Coach has made no bones about it all along that uh, he wants it to be competitive uh, between you two guys, and you you both have proven it on the field that that you can lead, in fact, lead this team. Uh, He also made it pretty clear early on even in the spring and now into the fall that, you know, if the the season started at that point in time, you were going to be the guy. But uh, the competition between the two of you, talk about what that has done for both of you guys. Uh, I, I know, obviously, that you guys have a, a really good relationship and the, the competition is good for on-the-field stuff. But talk about what it's done for you guys, your relationship, and how much maybe it's helped you improve as well on this uh, return after such a such a aggravating injury, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it helps us in all in all the ways that you would expect. I mean, it pushed me every day. Um, I couldn't have a bad day. Um, it, it made me prepare um, in different ways that I probably never had before. Um, and then I think it did the same thing for him. He knew he had to push me every day, and, and then I had to um, push him. And so I think that it helped um, us um, personally um, to get better as a quarterback. We're both better now than we ever have been. Um, 
And then, I mean, I, I watched the film for me last year and I'm just like, what was I doing? I could have been so much better. And I just, uh, all right, we're a lot better now than we were. And then it also helps the team out. I mean, I think the team, um, offensively, um, we're a lot better we, we, than we were last year. And I think that's from uh, us being a big factor of um, playing so well, both of us. And I think that um, when we play well, other guys have the chance to play well, uh, the receivers, running backs, and the line. And so when we do our job well, we give uh, the team the best shot to win. All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about this weekend. I, I know this is uh, this is really more what you care about, but you know one of the things that Coach Anderson has always talked about, and you can talk about it way better than I can. Um, when when asked about this Memphis team, you know this Memphis team uh, reached a pinnacle last year that this Arkansas State team has always wanted to reach in regards to getting to a New Year's Six Bowl and and have that opportunity on a national stage and whatnot. But Coach Anderson always talks about you know really just worrying about you guys what are you guys going to do uh if you guys take care of your business then it doesn't matter what the opponent's going to do and uh you know Mm -hmm. so in regards to memphis i I know you guys don't really focus a whole lot on what they may or may not do you really worry more about execution on your side of things and to be honest you know they have a new head coach and you don't really know what that's going to look like kenneth gainwell's not in um but talk about preparation for this Memphis team and what it means to you, Logan, uh, to be getting the start uh, on Saturday night on primetime. Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, like I said, I've been preparing for this for a long time, um, especially since I got hurt last year. Um, as soon as that surgery is over, the preparation started um, the day after I had surgery um, for this moment. Um, I feel like I've been working hard, um, doing everything I can, to show everybody that um, I should go out there first and, and take the first snaps. And I think that um, I've done that. And then I think that when it comes to Memphis or a great football team, it'd be a great, this going to be a great challenge. Um, I think we're up for it. Um, but at, like you said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's out there. It doesn't matter if it's number one team in the country or the worst team in the country. I still got the same reads um, that I would in practice or whoever we're playing. I still got the same reads. I still got the same rules. So it's about execution. It doesn't matter who's in front of you. You just need to do your execution and, and do your job like you're trained to do. And uh, if I do that, and uh, we give us the best chance to win. You know, I, I, we often ask uh, guys who, you know, they get injured and they're on the sideline and and for the, most of the season or part of the season, and they say, you know, a lot of times when they're on the sideline, they get a kind of a different perspective of uh, the game and how the game is is going on, you know, when you're sitting on the sideline and not actually in the game. And I know you've been asked this question many a times, but I guess the question I want to ask is, was there something else, you know, while you were sitting on the sideline this past year that maybe, you know, the light bulb went off and you went, oh, you know, I, I never thought of it that way. I mean, did that ever happen to you? Uh, there's a few times uh, in certain games or certain certain practices that um, I knew I wasn't. Let's say I'm, I knew I wasn't practicing, um, and I couldn't do anything, so I had to I had to sit in a certain spot to watch, or uh, I would help with um, like the scout team. Like the scout team needed an extra guy, I'd be an extra safety in a walkthrough or something like that. Um, and I saw it 
different aspects of it. I saw the the different aspects of getting the scout team to get the right look for um, the offense and showing right looks and knowing, hey, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're running this play and this look. And so I think that it was a uh, it was a uh, um, really beneficial for me um, to get that. And I think that it gave me an overall understanding of why we're doing certain things and why we're why we're not just calling plays, but we're calling it for a reason. And uh, I never saw that from a different the quarterback side of the ball. Well, Logan, man, we appreciate you taking time to join us uh, on this lovely Wednesday and uh, cannot wait to see you guys hit the field on Saturday night. Going to be a weird spot for me. I'll be a press box, <laughs> unlike sideline. But, hey, I'm just happy you yeah. guys are getting to play at the end of the day, man. And uh, good luck to you, and uh, we'll definitely uh, chat on Saturday. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. See you, brother. That's uh, quarterback Logan Bonner. And, uh, man, that, that time flew uh, with him, and we've got the top of the hour break coming up. And right after the top of the hour break, we're going to roll right into uh, the back in action hotline with head football coach Blake Anderson uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, heavy, heavy Arkansas State presence today uh, on the show as uh, this matchup uh, with Memphis is getting closer and closer by the day. 1059 RWRC Radio, listed and sold by Dustin White Realty. It is a Yes Doll Grill, Women Rock Wednesday, 70 cent wings all day long. Call them. Get your order in. Do it now. Coach Anderson, next. You don't- 